I'm Arya Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Today, we're talking biggest upsets of the 2019 season. The season has been a roller coaster. Teams winning here, then losing there, and then winning here again, and then losing here. I mean, there has not been a dominant team. We all thought the Connecticut Sun were going to be that, but now a two-game losing skid has kind of changed our perspective. So today, we're talking biggest upsets of the 2019 season. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Rachel. I always get flack from the uh, the Gala fans for not giving you a chance to say hello in the beginning of the show. So, uh, do you? I, I in the past I've gotten flack, so so I'm I'm cutting it off quick, you know. Hi everybody, how are you? Great to be here. See, I don't like that. I don't. I never know what to say. So, <laughs> people, what they don't know is I told you not exactly. not to let me. <laughs> um. So we're talking upsets. I mean, I think as. Hard as any season has been, I mean, you you get some upsets in the W. That's not a question. Um, but this season, because there has not been that clear favorite with various injuries, various players sitting out, various players on new teams, a lot of teams trying to find the cohesiveness of that team. Um, there's been a. It, it was. It's hard. We went through. Rachel and I went through looking at all the games so far this season and saying. Could it possibly be an upset or not? And there was like three options, really, right? Yeah, it is, and it, I think it's 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 just fascinating to look at this 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 season so far because of, there's so many different circumstances. You know, from from talking about the Seattle Storm, you could look on paper if we were talking two months ago about the sky being the storm, that looks like an upset. But where we are today on June 28th, when we're recording that's not really an upset because of everything that's kind of happened and how well the sky are playing as of now. And, and obviously the things that the storm are battling. And so I think the upsets are there. We have had some and we're going to get to those, but I think we're going to see upsets later on in the season that are going to be defined because of what's transpired early in the season. If that makes sense. Do you follow me? Oh, totally. I, and I think you're spot on there. I, I hate to agree, but I agree. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I mean, what, come later in the season when you have maybe I, I don't want to put teams in a box or whatever, but I think we've seen from various teams early on in the season teams that the, the the voices that be would project them to not be playoff teams have come up, shown out, and beaten some teams that some people have expected to be championship contenders. I think it will obviously be a bigger upset or shock if this happens later in the season, yeah. but. That being said, if you could do it early in the season, you got to have confidence going into that late season game thinking we've beaten them before. We can beat them again because mm-hmm. they're growing also. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel like, you know, we, we talk about it quite a bit, but in at least in my adult lifetime, I'm not going to say my age because that's no fun. But <laughs> I, we have, happy birthday, by the way. Happy, happy uh, belated birthday. Thank you. That graphic was just incredible. I, I appreciate it. Um, it like almost made me cry. But anyway, um. I, I really feel like, great, now I lost my train of thought. No, so I really feel like, you know, like, it's, it, 
everything is so wide open through the course of probably the last 10 years. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm generalizing here. You know, there's always been clear favorites or we've seen the two top dogs or, um, you know, you had dynasties and, and this is such a year that's fascinating because of the injuries, because of different teams stepping up and other teams in rebuilds or new coaching, you know, coaching changes, things like that. This is just such a year where it is just wide open. I mean, we're probably going to have a champion that maybe none of us had anticipated. I mean, it could happen. That, that entirely could happen. I shouldn't say it. We oh, will. and, and I'll, I'll step it up and say, I mean, think about the all-star game with all the injuries and whatnot. Let's assume we don't see some players, you know, like Candace or I don't even know who else, like or Tarasi or whatever, get like that, that like, I don't want to call it a pity vote, but the historic vote, if you will. Um, other than that, I mean, like, I'm going down the list. I could see, like, one of the Agumakes making it. But other than that, I have a feeling like Deladon's going to be by far, and this isn't a knock to Deladon, but, like, she's going to be by far the biggest name, if not the only big name at the All-Star game. Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of new a lot of new blood in the All-Star game. I mean, it should, you know, unless unless we're just voting on, you know, the names, if you will, because the name... Or maybe our votes don't even count. Conspiracy theorists go. Right. Well, I mean, and then the names they haven't played, you know, so how do they make an all-star game? It's, it's just interesting to me, but um, I, I do, we're going to see, you know, obviously I would assume Allie Quigley will be in it or um, maybe even diamond to shields could, could potentially be in it. I think we're just, we're going to see some new names that um, I think is good for the game. I'm excited to see that not to get us too off topic, but uh, that's a great point. The fact that, you know, it's just, it's just wide open. It's, this is a season of just brand new opportunities all across the board. Okay, well, you said it, so you got me off topic. I just need to, you know, we talked about our last podcast episode was right before the Mystics and the Sky faced off, and it was it was a great battle going back and forth. You could tell the intensity was high for both teammates or both teams, um, and Deladon just just straight like dagger, just destroy. Like that was such a heartbreaking but amazing play by Deladon. Oh I mean. It, it was, and she made that same play a few times. I mean, that my favorite play of the game, though, besides the game, the game winning shot or the game dagger shot, was definitely when Deladon just put a uh, Dolson for like a, a freaking wash wash cycle or whatever they call it. <laughs> she was a savage in that game. I mean, she it was she, she was just straight. She went straight savage on everybody, and it was kind of like. All right. You know, you can't even be mad about it because the, the storylines behind it, the fact that, you know, we know what Elena can do. And I, in my opinion, she's elevating her game. She's getting more and more comfortable out there each and every game. And we're seeing her, you know, continue to get her legs underneath her and all that sort of stuff. But she was just savage. And of course, she had to do it against the sky. And I'm just like, man. All right. You can't even say anything. You just have to, you kind of just have to smile and like shake your head. Like, all right, then <laughs> I, I, in my opinion, um, from a, uh, like, a, a you know, the ridiculous person I am, um, I would have to say just based off watching the game, it was much more evident than we thought going into it, uh, that there was some bad, not necessarily bad blood, but just like, uh, a little bit, you know, you want to prove yourself. It's like going up against, you know, your ex, your ex, your, your whatever, and you're like, you got to show, you got to show off a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, I think both, I think both people, both teams were going for that. You know, the mystics wanted to do it for Deladon. The the sky have a few players who might still be scoring or might still have those feelings and a player who was traded for her. Um, 
and now has watched her former team blossom to go to the, the finals. So there's definitely like you can downplay it and the players and the coaches and the ownership and whoever else and the media can all say, hey, this wasn't as big a deal. You know, it's been three years, blah, blah, blah. But I'm calling. No, BS that's on that. that's the that's the PR response. You get that. I mean, you oh, real. Yeah. You know, there's there's that's just what you have to say in the media. We all know there's all right. more to that. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. No. Sorry. <laughs> you. You. I blame you. For that um, <laughs> but let's move on. You know, biggest upsets. I know you and I kind of view things a little bit differently on this. Uh, on this regard, um, I'll let you go first and. Talk to me about which game you think was the biggest upset so far this season and, and give a little reason why. You know, I think the most recent um, people would probably identify Dallas uh, beating Connecticut. Um, and there's definitely an argument to be made with that. Not sure where you stand on it. But for me, my opinion is the biggest upset was New York over L.A. Um, at L.A., correct? Yeah, they played at L.A. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'm really impressed with that now. I, granted, I understand that L.A., you know, is having early growing pains. And at that time, Candace Parker was not playing. And so you, you do have some some circumstances there, but you're, you, it's still L.A. And they're, it's still the Sparks and they're playing at home. And you've got the Ogumake sisters. You've got Chelsea Gray, who goes off for 18. I mean, if you if you tell me that NECA and Shanae combined for 46 points and then Chelsea Gray adds 18. I, I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to beat the Liberty. Um, so I felt like that was a really impressive game. I really felt like, I mean, it was a high scoring game, uh, both, both teams in the nineties, but I just really feel like, you know, the Liberty came out, they were able to score. Um, obviously Amanda Zowie B goes off for 37. Who could have 37, I mean, which is crazy though. Cause she didn't even get a double double. Right. I mean, who, who could have ever predicted that? Um, and that's why I think because of that 37, it like you, it has to be one of the biggest upsets because if she doesn't do that, like they don't win that game in my opinion. Um, oh yeah. I mean, talk to me about the last time. If I were to tell you Tina Charles scores nine, right. How do you think, do you think New York wins? You would think I'm crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. And I, I mean, and then you, and then you look, you know, Kia Nurse goes off for 26, which that's no, like, that's not chopped liver there. So those two just play, play completely out of their minds. I mean, especially Zowie B. I mean, goodness gracious, who could have ever predicted that she'd have, you know, a, a game like that. And, you know, she goes seven for eight from the three point line. I mean, just unconscious. So I think, you know, when you have a player who, who's, unconscious on that level and just completely feeling herself going off and having, having a career night um, in LA on the road. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. And, and obviously the Liberty have, have struggled and they're, they're, you know, one of the bottom teams in the league in terms of, um, you know, winning and, and everything they're building from last year. I still stand by my comment about them potentially being one of the most dangerous teams. And this is exactly why you just never, like, you just don't know, like who could have ever thought this could happen. So it's, it's dangerous because it's a complete unknown. You don't really know what team you're going to get. Um, you know, you have some inconsistencies from a scoring standpoint, from a defensive standpoint. But, man, like, they'll come out and do something like this and, and beat the top team in the league or one of the top teams in the league. So um, I think it was one, the biggest upset, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I do understand the argument of it being downplayed by L.A. not really being at full strength. So what about you? Well, so I, I, I'm, all right. I'm, first, I'm going to throw some shade at your pick, and then I'm going to explain my pick is the right one. All right. Um, <laughs> but 
my my disagreement with this and the reason that I I mean you touch on it I think it's Dallas versus Connecticut is to me the the biggest um upset of the season by far and the reason is is because at the time LA was 4 and 3 I believe and New York was 3 and 5 so yes that that is an upset but to me I I did I did not put LA at that top tier impressiveness I mean we're talking about a New York Liberty team that you pointed this out is a very dangerous team they had gotten three wins already. They, you know, they had already broken that like almost historic uh, losing streak that they had. I believe this win against LA was actually maybe it was the game before it when they placed uh, Vegas and they won. But the game against LA or the game against Vegas actually was the breaking of the um, the away game curse that they had. They it was at seventeen games also or something ridiculous like that. Um, so there's there's definitely reasons why I hear where you're coming from, but to me the Sparks weren't high enough of a team, weren't great enough as a, of a team that for me to see the Liberty to beat right. them, like yeah, I was shocked, but I, I I didn't view it as like the biggest upset for me. I mean, you look at the Dallas Wings team, three and six right now, struggled to get that first win, get the win, turn it into a win streak. Um, Connecticut was rolling. Yes, they just came off of a loss. Yes, they were on their you know their. Uh, their away game trip for three or four games. Um, I believe they're they're finishing their trip in DC this Saturday. I'm excited to be there and see what goes on. But for me, taking a team that all of us were so hyped on, and I right before this Wings game, I, I, oh they had just lost to Chicago, and right before this Wings game, I remember sitting there and going, "Okay, Rachel, we talked about this. How do they respond? This will say a lot for us. This has been the only team that has been consistently great this season." And then, I mean, just a horrible third quarter. Wings score 24, Connecticut only 17, just could not figure it out. Fourth quarter starts off strong, but Dallas is able to pull away the win. And taking a Dallas team that struggled so bad, to, I mean, they were the last team to get a win in the league, if, if I'm correct. And then to take on the top team in the league and beat them, even though it was on home court, to me, I was just like, did that I, actually? I agree happen? with you, um, and I, I definitely I guess I'm, I'm, I'm torn, you know, and I, I, it just depends on kind of the angle you look at these, you know, I definitely think that what you're saying makes sense. So I'm not going to retract what I said, but I'm still going to agree with you. So that kind of just contradicts myself. But I think the, the, the thing about this Connecticut Dallas game, at least in my mind, let me just kind of explain why the other one is a little bit more of an upset. And this is not a knock to Katie Smith, um, anything like that, but I just have, I have a lot of respect for Brian Agler and his coaching ability. I think it's been proven. Um, I, you know, we've, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen firsthand what he's able to do from a defensive standpoint, and he he's just a really incredible basketball mind. Um, and and so I'm not surprised that like you know the tools on this roster, especially you know you have, you have the young ones, you have some returners, and and they're hungry. They're you know they're 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 wanting to learn to be a little more cohesive and play together. They're buying in on the defensive end of the floor. They were, they were doing a really good job leading up to this game. You know, a lot of, a lot of the games, you know, they were close in things like that. So you've got the, you've got the sense that wins were coming. So I guess for me, I, I'm not as surprised. And I guess the biggest reason is Brian Agler. Um, and I just genuinely mean that because of just what, what I believe he can do as a coach and what he's proven. So, um, but if you take that. But, on, but wait, on the flip side, not to you know throw shade at, at Derek Fisher or or what you're saying, but for me, yes, I under I, I get where you're coming from, but there's still like there's still that unknown. You know what I mean? Like you have two great coaches going against each other, Connecticut and Dallas, 
and I, I totally hear where you're coming from. I, I just no, like I this advocate. But when, when the LA on the LA side, I, like I just feel like I, I don't even know how to say it without like somebody getting pissed at me. But Derek Fisher has not proven himself as a coach in this league or proven himself well, as a coach. Well, you don't have period. to put on me and, getting and, pissed at that comment. No, but but you know what I'm saying. Like, and this isn't a knock sure, against sure. him. I mean, the 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 biggest critique besides like he did not have a good stint in New York. Let's just be flat out. The biggest positive you could say um in many ways was that it was simply because he didn't get to actually control it. It was all Phil Jackson. Fine, get it, cool. So now he has to prove himself. So he's just a big question mark. He's a, a walking, talking question mark to me, you know? And so in the in the same way Lindsay Whalen is right now, in the same way Don Staley was when she took over. Just because you're a really great player does not translate to being a great coach. Same thing with so for me, you know, yeah, no. So exactly, you have two two former players who have won rings as players now getting their their coaching feet as they, or their sea legs or whatever the term is. Um, so for me, that's more of an even keel. Okay. Um, but I also I do love the connection of Kurt Miller and Brian Agler to kind of spice up. That uh, that matchup between yeah, Connecticut and Dallas. I love it Dallas. too. Uh, the fact that Kurt Miller got his start in the WNBA with under Brian Agler. So these are these are two guys that know each other very well. They know their philosophies very well. They've known each other for years. So that just makes it even better. I mean, it's it's an ultimate chess match. Um, and and you know you're, you're you're dealing with like Dallas is dealing with you know their circumstances and and kind of a, a hodgepodge roster at times. You get the sense, but man, you have to you have to really. You do. You have to credit Dallas for that win, and, and especially the way Connecticut's played this entire season um, as the most dominant it was. Oh, it now, was. now your you know your theory uh, when we when we talked last week on the show of well, I'm not I'm not sure that like can they keep it going or are they going to are they going to hit a consistent rough patch? Well, now they've dropped two in a row. Am I correct? Two in a row. So two, uh, two in a row, and they're about to have their third away game. And last year, that's when they got their skid when they hit their three or four game uh travel on the west coast yeah, so keeping an eye on that and just kind of how this sun team responds um being out on the road and in two losses um how, how, how where's their headspace at how are they responding are they able to get back in the win column um you have to think that that's the only goal right now is you know not allowing this to to turn into something bigger than what it is yeah, you, you can't do that because that, that's just when, you know, it hits the fan and mm-hmm. and things start to spiral out of control. And like I said, the biggest question for Connecticut in my mind is how do you keep that drive, that motivation all season long when you've already hit all yeah. those check marks in season accomplishments? Mm-hmm. How do you and, – and that a lot, a lot – goes on the coaches Mm -hmm. you have to find ways to get creative obviously yes everything always comes down to the players are going to need to motivate themselves in ways but to me keeping it consistent keeping it fresh it it, kurt's going to have to get creative with ways to inspire this team day in and day out well i I don't know how much i agree with that shocking i mean this is a (laughs) intrinsically motivated team that's after a championship um and so and, 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 and they're young, but they're a mature team, in my opinion. You know, this is a team that is like, like they, they went through bumps last year, you know, so they're going to go through bumps together again this year. And just innately, they're going to respond to them better because they're, you're, they're they've been together another year. You know, they have that experience. So I, I'm by no means like panicking. Again, I always mm-hmm. go back to my same old philosophy of every team hits patches every team hits streaks it's all about how you respond um but it is it is interesting to kind of see like like just having a pulse on that organization right now and and you know how how do they 
how do they make sure that they can get themselves to be peaking come playoff time? You know, that's that's the ultimate goal. And, and setting yourself mm-hmm. for a deep, uh, you know, a deep playoff run, which in the WNBA means that double bye. So um, just just going to be just going to be very curious, especially this these upcoming games and kind of how how they're responding, you know? Yeah, totally. Rachel, as always, you uh, you hit it on the head and I appreciate you uh, putting up with my takes. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, I did want I did want to do one honorable mention before we close out for the night, the day, whenever you're listening, the morning. Uh, I want to give an honorable mention to the storm beating the Mercury in opening weekend, and the reason is going into that game, Tarasi's gone. I mean, you look at the rosters; Sue is gone, and uh, and uh, Stewie is gone. You look at that, and I think everybody very quickly and too quickly wrote Seattle off. Um, they re- I've said this a billion times in interviews and on the podcast. They recalibrated so much quicker and better than anyone in the league expected. Right. Um, so I do want to give that honorable mention shout out. Obviously, yes, the Mercury have kind of doggy paddled, fluttered, whatever you want to call it throughout the season. But there is a lot to be said about that first game really a driving force for Seattle. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that take for sure. Dope. Well, we believe the players of the WNBA and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. Please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us and the hard work that we do. This has been the Windsider Show.